For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson, and this is another readout video from our Wednesday Wake Up newsletter. And today, I'm starting with a tale of two stories. One of them predicts climate disaster. It says that due to man-made greenhouse gases, it's likely to get so hot that agriculture will fail and billions of us will die. And this is a pretty suspicious story on several grounds. One being, it assumes that human beings are not very adaptable, including in their farming practices, which seems to me to fly in the face of everything we know about human civilization, including the fact that we already live from the Arctic to the hottest parts of the planet. In fact, the second thing that's suspicious is the assumption that humans don't do well in hot places. As a matter of fact, if you look at population distribution maps, you find that the majority of humans live in the hotter parts of the planet. There's all kinds of people living in places like southern India, southern China, Indochina. And, you know, they didn't stop where they are because further south it was too hot. They stopped because they hit ocean. But the third thing that's really fishy about the story, and what sticks in my craw, is that it's based on the so-called RCP 8.5 scenario. There are a number of these representative concentration pathway scenarios the modelers use. And this one is an outlier. It assumes that instead of policy responses to reduce greenhouse gases, we increase our global use of coal five times and things like that. And you know, when people say the science is settled on climate change, for the most part, it's not true. There are all kinds of debates. You know, how much warming would we really get if atmospheric CO2 doubled? What's the role of the sun? How big was the medieval warm period? But there are some things on which there really is agreement, and one of them is RCP 8.5 is not going to happen. I don't just mean there's agreement here among skeptics. I mean the alarmists know it's not going to happen. So why do they keep using it? Because it generates doomsday predictions. So that story didn't just get in the mainstream press, it was published by the National Academy of Sciences, even though they know better. Now here's the other story. Somebody looked at the effect of increasing atmospheric CO2 on vegetables and discovered that, you'll never guess, vegetables being plants, they like CO2. They got bigger and they got more flavorful. And some of you may be saying, oh no, that's another bad news climate story. Yeah, you know, bigger, stronger tasting turnips, attack of the giant cauliflower. But in point of fact, it's a good news story. It says more food, healthier food, healthier people. So that one did not get a lot of play. Now, speaking of the attack of the giant, this, that, and the other thing, if you liked Attack of the Giant Leeches, you'll love the next story, Attack of the Giant Arctic Cannibal Wolf Spiders. Yep, here comes something else loathsome due to climate change. Apparently, if the Arctic warms, wolf spiders will get bigger and more numerous because warmth is good for life, right? No, no, not with climate. Everything's bad. Should there be more wolf spiders, apparently there won't be more wolf spider food. Oh, no, 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 no. So they'll start eating each other. Well, it's a balance of nature thing, right? If that happens, population outruns the food supply, then the population will go back down. We'll get these cycles that compose the harmonious and dynamic nature that we love. Uh-uh, not with climate change. It'll be a runaway process. You'll end up with so many wolf spiders that there won't be any. Like that Yogi Berra crack about the restaurant so crowded nobody goes there anymore. In point of fact, what you will get is just those cycles that have existed from time immemorial in populations of predators, of prey, and of everything else. Though I do want to give you one warning note here. Apparently, there are so many wolf spiders in the Arctic. And by the way, wolf spiders are ugly. I mean, even by the standard of spiders. 
There are so many of them that in aggregate, they outweigh the wolves. So there's something to worry about when the lockdown ends if you're planning an Arctic cruise. There's lots else in the newsletter, of course, including, you know, Canada's politicians are just about all committed to meeting our Paris Accord targets. We've got to do it. We're going to do it. We're the best. Now, curiously, the alarmist own models say that if everybody met their Paris Accord targets, never mind just Canada, if everybody did it, it would make virtually no difference by the year 2100, maybe a tenth of a degree for all that sacrifice. But here's the thing. There's not much sacrifice and there's no progress. Canadian greenhouse gas emissions aren't going down as we promised under Paris. They're holding steady or even going up. So next time the politicians pause for applause, let them wait. And also in the newsletter, of course, another edition of our 1919 or 2019 quiz, we figured we'd turn the spotlight on Ranfurly, Alberta. They could sort of use it. They're so small they lost municipal status more than half a century ago. But they kept their temperature records. So again, we've done the lines from 1919, 2019, but we haven't labeled them. It should be easy to tell the climate emergency from the pre-climate emergency. So have a look, take a guess, click on the link, and get the answer. And I know times are tough, but if you think it's important to push back against bad policy when the economy is already in trouble and you haven't already done so, please go to our website and make a small pledge, one time or monthly, $2, $3, $7. It makes a big difference at our end. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson.